Was mm-hmm. he even on the list? First year. First ballot Hall of Famer. First, Joe first ballot. Yep. What? What? Yep. Joe Maurer in the same category as Ken Griffey Jr. and... Save it! Save it! <laughs> Save it! <laughs> no, there's your cold open you wanted. What is up, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Ride the Pine. I am Sean Sproat. That is Cameron May and Kenny Hudden. We are a three-man crew today. Adam Freeman couldn't make it tonight. Uh, we're going to talk some NFL playoffs. We're going to discuss our pick and we I think we might be crowning a new champion. Cameron will let us know uh, in the coming minutes here. We're also, uh, we need to discuss the Hall of Fame vote in, the, in Major League Baseball as well. Uh, before we get to that, though, one really quick announcement. I don't know if you noticed from the last episode, but we've changed format a little bit. It's not going to be full hour-long episodes anymore. The goal is to cut it down to about 30 minutes, uh, mainly because it's more digestible for you guys, and also it makes the editor's job a little bit easier. So uh, let's go ahead and jump and into it, And it's just guys. way past my bedtime. Way past. So Hall of Fame vote. That came out about an hour ago at the time of recording. Major League Baseball officially has a brand new first time, uh, first time Hall of Famer, first first ballot Hall of Famer. Actually, two is time. Adrian Beltre. So Adrian Beltre gets in ninety five point one percent. Todd Helton gets in seventy nine point seven percent of the vote, and Joe Maurer just gets over the seventy five percent at seventy six point one. Any surprises there, guys, out of those three? Which one? I, I already know <laughs> which one Kenny wants to talk about. So, Kenny, you want to start us off? Joe Maurer wasn't anywhere near my list. Like, <laughs> top three greatest catchers of all time, and he is not even in the discussion for me, right? Like, think of all the great catchers. You got Johnny Bench. You got Pudge. Um and then just like the modern era of catchers, Buster Posey, Yadier Molina, all three of the Molina brothers, I mean, are great catchers. I get it. Two journeymen. Um, but putting Joe Maurer in the same category as Ken Griffey Jr. is mind-boggling to me. He, he shouldn't have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Not to say what Joe Maurer did wasn't uh, good for the time that he played in. Not even on, not even on the radar. Yeah, I mean, and I'm then, a. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say, and then <laughs> Billy Wagner falls five votes shy. Like, come on. There is what two writers who turned in blank ballots. Come on, guys. Yep. yep. I, that's what I thought you were gonna mention because whenever we did our like a prediction show or I guess our preview show for the Hall of Fame vote, you were pretty high on Wagner, and he just missed the cut, just barely missed it. And Maurer gets in over him, which is crazy. I mean, Maurer has the offensive numbers. He hit over 300. He's got – well, do, actually, you know what? Does he really have the, the offensive numbers? He only hit 2,100 hits and some change. Uh, at, at a catcher position, though, I mean, career batting average over 300. I mean, yeah. his, his war was still 55.2, which usually they say around, like, 60 and up. Yeah. Generally, you can get into the Hall of Fame. But I'd first ballot at that seems – aggressive and egregious and and we haven't even talked about uh gary sheffield his last chance 
did not it. make it. 63.9%. Which was I mean, significantly higher than the last few years. He was getting more votes, but yeah, that's not that's not going to do it. I mean, 2,689 okay, so- hits, 509 home runs, nine-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger. I I feel like Andy won a World Series. I feel like he could have they could have found some room to put him in. Yeah, and the swing's iconic. Kenny, you were about okay. to say something. Yes, I was. So this article that I'm looking at um, as my source says Maurer is just the third catcher elected on the first ballot. There is a distinct population of baseball fans, a demographic, if we will, that think Yadier Molina is not a Hall of Famer, let alone a first ballot Hall of Famer. All that is out the window. Correct. Yeah. I If, if that is your argument, fine. But you're an idiot, and I, and I will not listen to you anymore. <laughs> because if Joe Maurer is a first ballot Hall of Famer, they need to build a goddamn Yadier Molina wing. I mean, yeah. the best defensive catcher ever, right? If if Joe Maurer got two hundred and ninety three votes, and I don't I don't know off the top of my head how many how many votes there actually are out there to get, but if he got two hundred and ninety three votes, you should double that for Yadier Molina, without question. It, and remember, and hopefully maybe we can wrap it up with this: There's nobody who loves the smell of their own farts more than the baseball writers of America. Um, they are a pretentious group of people, and it would not shock me if they stonewall Molina. But this is precedent, right? Like, I don't think this guy was a Hall of Famer because, again, he only caught really for half of his career. I'm trying to actually see the actual number. Um, 2004 to 2008. But he wasn't a catcher. He 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 transitioned to a first baseman due to concussions. I do know that. Um, okay, ten years as primary catcher. Okay, oh four okay. to thirteen. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with him fine. getting he's in. Fine. But I, I I think it's a bit ridiculous that he's a first pilot. I I agree with your point on that. Uh, I think I kind of have a problem with him getting in in general. Not just first ballot. First ballot is egregious. I, 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 I said this back on our preview show. I think Joe Maurer is Hall of Very Good. I don't think he's Hall of Fame. And he just got in on first ballot. That's that's mind-numbing. I do think we let too many people into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I think it's oversaturated. All, all Hall of Fames. Yeah. I, I think we get yeah. to a point where you start doing, well, they were the best of their era out of the 13 options there were. Like, okay, and well, <laughs> baseball could be even sucks? worse. <laughs> baseball could be even more saturated if we didn't have the whole steroid issue, the whole steroid era of the late '90s, early 2000s. Because then we would be talking about Alex Rodriguez and Manny Ramirez being in the Hall of Fame, and they neither one of them got more than 35 percent of their votes. But Carl okay, Beltran all right. Was so I, I, I scandal got 57 percent. Yes. I would like to debunk what you just said because somebody pointed out a stat the other day that if you took all the major leaguers in the history of the game, mm-hmm. they could not fill Bush Stadium right. or, uh, or, or an average. There's only, let's see here, 270 players in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you, you know, you look at those numbers – that's pretty impressive. We say, oh, they're constantly there. There's too many people in the Hall of Fame. Um, 
40 executives, 23 managers, 10 umpires. So Hall total, I guess this must be updated, is 343. I mean, it's still not a lot of people that go in on average. I know for a while there, the Baseball Writers of America had nobody go in, like yeah. right up into like Ozzie Smith. Um, but yeah, I, this one just feels egregious. I, I feel like what I took but, away from that is that there's too many umpires that are in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you shut your dirty horse mouth. Give me robot The one umpire in this group is going to take offense to that. <laughs> the Hall of Fame is supposed to be cream of the crop. It's not supposed to be a high average. So that that the, the saying like, oh, they don't fill Bush Stadium with the amount of inductees that they have, that feels a little arbitrary to me. I, I do think that it should be less, but I get, I understand the, the point. I understand the sentiment behind that for sure. Any other names from that list uh, that you feel like, I mean, we already talked about kind of Billy Wagner briefly and Gary Sheffield. Any other names from that list that you feel like missed out? Not, not I, I thought this was maybe one of the worst potential classes in a decade. James, James Shields, Jose Reyes got uh, zero votes. Not shocking. <laughs> I want to know what get motherfucker none. voted for Brandon Phillips. Because Brandon Phillips got one vote, and I need to know who that is so I can <laughs> never talk to them again. <laughs> he deserves it's one probably vote a Cincinnati based on his writer. defense alone. His defense is incredible. You ever watch his highlight tape? Mm. It's like watching Tavon Austin's cow drill. Hey, speaking of uh, Tavon Austin and football, you want to jump over and talk some uh, NFL? We made some predictions, Cameron. How did we do? Do we do? Are yeah, we Cameron, how did we do? Are we officially crowning a champion? Is really we, what I want to know. We are not officially crowning the champion, pending how people vote. Uh, there's there is one person who is completely out of the running for the championship, and that would be our own editor and the host today, Sean Sprout, with four correct votes <laughs> through two weeks. <laughs> uh, you didn't, and you had three the first week. <laughs> you'll you'll gonna read them off here in a minute. I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so, Sean, you picked Houston, Green Bay, Detroit, and Buffalo. The only one you won was Detroit. Can you explain your decision to go Houston? <laughs> so, I was already behind, and I knew I needed to make, like, a big swing to get back into it. That was all it was. I, at no point before or during that game did I think Houston had a chance to win that football match. So, I, I was just – it was just a big swing and just hoping that, you know – by luck, something happened. I did think Green Bay had a shot. I, I I thought that of all of the matchups, that had the most upset potential. And I think one of you guys said that on last week's episode as well. Um, so I, that one I kind of believed in. Houston, I did not believe in. Uh, Detroit, hell yeah. Oh, let's go, baby. I'll, I'm all in on Detroit. Uh, I don't have an excuse for the other one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam, who's not here, had Houston. He got... Houston and Buffalo wrong. He got San Francisco and Detroit right. Uh, I had Baltimore, San Francisco, and Detroit right. Buffalo really let me down. And the current leader with eight correct picks through two weeks and a perfect week last week, Kenny Hutton. Do you want to take your take your stage? You want to give your take Hall your of Fame speech? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still recovering from jumping out of your sweet shirtless and chugging beer with Buffalo Bills fans? Yeah, they, my knees just don't work like they used to. <laughs> Did you make it to McDonald's to get your uh, sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin or whatever it is? Uh, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might I might still be in Buffalo. <laughs> Who's to say? 
Uh, so what do you guys think is the best? Where do you want to start? Do you want to? That's what. I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, do we think we do you think the Chiefs Bills game was the best game of the week? Because I feel like it probably was just from a football standpoint. I don't know. It might. It might be unfair for me to say no because I was watching it with obviously like a diehard Chiefs fan, and she was just on the edge of her seat. So it was kind of like. I knew where she was at. Like, I felt like this was like game seven Stanley cup tension for me. Like, mm. um, or actually better off when the blues beat the Blackhawks in game seven, was it game seven in 2015? Like yeah. I sat on our couch and like rocked back and forth, like, like a mad person. Um, I felt that tension on Sunday night and I was just like, <laughs> okay, it's, it's interesting to be on the other foot. Um, yeah. I actually thought the Packers and the 49ers was probably my most entertained I was. Okay. Um, because one, at one point I was like, holy shit, the Packers are going to do it. They're going to yeah. upset this this team. And I was like, oh, at, at this point I was like, oh, I, I don't even care about my pick. I just want to see them upset the 49ers. Right. So for my dollar, I think that matchup was more entertaining for me. There was yeah, a point I mean, in that game where the Packers were up like 21 to 17 and there was like six minutes left. And I'm thinking like, come on, baby, come on, come on. I, I, I did it. <laughs> I believe in you guys. Yeah, I mean, those were definitely, definitely the two best games. Uh, I would say, I mean, the Detroit game was fun to watch. I don't understand why they didn't call, why uh, Tampa Bay didn't call the timeout whenever Buffalo snapped the, or not Buffalo, whenever Detroit snapped the ball early. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know why. <laughs> They decided to just let that game go away. I mean, granted, they had to get a touchdown and a two-point conversion in 30 seconds. But, I mean, how do you miss you, that? You, you do got to respect Todd Bowles' answer when asked about it, though. He's like, we weren't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got you to at least put up the front like you think. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you, – you know what? Sometimes that's good, though, like – you know what drives me crazy about watching basketball, especially college basketball, is all the timeouts and the oh. falling at the end. Like, sometimes just admit defeat. And and that's what Todd Bowles did. And, you know, he's probably going to get skewered for it. But I will say bravo to you that understanding that your team just didn't have it and it wasn't going to happen. So, And it, it felt like everything the Buccaneers did, the Lions had an answer for. They, they, Correct. They, every time Buccaneers scored, the Lions came right back. And so – you're kind of you, you might be from a Todd Bowles perspective you're looking at it like no matter what we do like th- this is this is kind of meant to be in a sense I, I will say this I thought the Lions got away with an egregious pass interference on their two-point play yeah they did I agree with that too I, I will also say that I don't want to hear Stefan Diggs bitch one more time about not getting the ball about not being fed enough when you get a perfect pass <laughs> to potentially make a statement and you let it just go directly through your hands and then you want to still sit and pout and complain about your quarterback. It's like, no, that's not, that's on you. A little bit of accountability. I don't want to hear it anymore. Hit him in the worst spot, right in the hands. You never want to have <laughs> right where you don't want hit it. you <laughs> right in both of your hands in a perfect basket. You never Because want from the one angle they show, so the, like the sideline angle, I thought the KC defender tipped it. 
And I was like, oh, what a great play. I think that was Snead. I was like, oh, what a great play. And then you see the, the inverse angle, and you're like, oh, oh Diggs he wasn't just. Oh, close. Hi, 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 Wide right, Taylor's so, version. Whoever tweeted that first, uh, hats off to you. <laughs> that was that was great. That might have been the most stolen tweet of the night, and I think we should we missed yes, it. We, a, we did a very bad opportunity to tweet it out ourselves. I am a man of integrity. <laughs> I will not be stealing tweets from people. <laughs> we have I to am reprimand not. our social media manager from that one. Do you guys want to? Uh, you guys gonna dock do, my pay? Is it even worth? Is it even worth mentioning the Texans Ravens game? Anything to say about that one? Uh, Baltimore scary. I hope. I hope. That they beat the Chiefs. If there is a million Chiefs haters, I'm one of them. If there's a thousand Chiefs haters, I'm one of them. If there's none, that means I'm dead. Fuck the <laughs> I'm, I'm so over them, man. I, I can't stand yeah, living in St. Louis anymore when everyone thinks they're a Chiefs fan. I can't do it. They've I'm taken over. now. My wife yeah. now has an In My Chiefs Era sweater that apparently she's a Chiefs fan now. I, this is news to me. Uh, and it is, it is straining me. <laughs> so listen, I mean, what did you expect St. Louis fans to do? Just like pick the Bears, pick anyone else. But, but that's the thing. No, St. Louis team, St. Louis fans are not going to gravitate to anything Chicago whatsoever because of the Blackhawk Blues rivalry. We will never, and and uh, Cardinals Cubs. We will never do anything to root for a a Chicago team. So naturally, yeah, it would either be the Chiefs or what Green Bay. Green they Bay. already had a following. Yeah, they had a following in St. Louis. Get, we could have. I would take Dallas over the Chiefs because at least you know Dallas that. isn't going to make it anywhere. Don't do why? Why you know Dallas Don't. is going to choke? That's fine. The Chiefs continuously win at a convenient time for all these St. Louis fans that apparently have been lifelong fans. You know, what's really interesting about living here in North Texas and, and being surrounded by Dallas fans, kind of like how you are Chiefs fans, they all know that there's no shot from the moment the, the season opens. I have mo- multiple people, including like my coworkers and my boss and all people I'm surrounded every day before the football season started, like, oh, how do you feel about the Cowboys this year? And it's like, oh, 10 and 7, they'll be knocked out in the first round. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> Who was the first owner to vote for the Rams to leave St. Louis? Uh, well, I don't Jerry know if he was Jones. the first. Was he the first owner? I know he called the meeting uh, after the vote went through to bring him back into the room to change the vote. The Chiefs owner was one of the top people because he wanted to capitalize on the St. Louis market. Yeah, so the Chiefs, Chiefs owner was and the everyone the hunts. fucking yeah. fell for it. <laughs> <laughs> Except for me. Sure. I still don't go to Walmart. I still don't go to Sam's. Fuck you, Stan Kroenke. <laughs> Well, I think I know uh, what Cameron's going to be picking in the next round. You want to go ahead and let's jump to our picks. Who wants to go first? If we're if we go, go ahead, Cameron. What are you going to say? Just before we do the picks, uh, standing so far, Kenny at eight, Adam at seven, me at six. Sean, you're just here to have fun at four. Perfect. Okay. So Kenny, you 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 need to go last. Then what's and you said was it Adam was second? Adam is second. Okay, well, since I'm out of it, I'm going to go ahead and go. So we have Chiefs and Ravens, right? And then we have Lions and 49ers. Uh, is it Chiefs are traveling to Baltimore, right? Correct. Okay, give me give me Ravens for sure on that one. Uh, and then I don't even know if there's really much to even say about that. It's just I the, the Ravens look so good. The, their offense is just 
they're going to run rampant over any team they play against. Uh, Lions and 49ers. This is tough because my head says 49ers. My heart really wants the dream to continue for Detroit. Detroit, I'm going to pick Lions. Let's go, baby. Super Bowl bound. All right. Adam is not here to make his picks, but he is taking Baltimore and San Francisco. Uh, I am also going to ride with Baltimore. Uh, I think their defense is great. I mean, how the Texans will file an offensive touchdown for the whole game. Uh, and Lamar Jackson is playing out of his mind. Yeah. And I am also going to ride with the Lions. Uh, just because I think if it ends up being Baltimore and 49ers, you know, there's already the script got leaked. So I think they're going to put a little addendum in the script and have Detroit go through, give us a feel-good story. Okay, the leader of the pack, what do you say? All right, <clears throat> in the NFC matchup, I will choose the Detroit Lions. Wow. And this is a matchup I'm willing to lose. Um but I, I, I think the Lions are the Disney Cinderella story. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions. And in the AFC Championship, I am going to pick. Actually, let me, let, me, let me do this first. All of you Baltimore fans who were tweeting out pictures of The Wire, where were you when The Wire was on TV? <laughs> Probably a lot of them weren't even born yet. <laughs> Well, that's, that's probably fair. How many Omar's coming pitchers? Bitch, you don't even know who Omar is. This this is influential. Balmer, come on, man. Where is Wallace? Come on, Stringer. Where is Wallace? I'm going to pick the Ravens. What a twist. Look, again, another, um, another matchup I'm willing to lose. I think the Chiefs are a team that probably matches up best with the Ravens, but mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson right now is playing on another level. That's not to say if the Chiefs do shut him down, which you know may, may might happen. Chris Jones is also playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the Ravens are primed to probably win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So yeah I'm going to pick the Ravens. Do you guys subscribe to the uh, the conspiracy theory about the colors of the Super Bowl logo? Because no, I just think that's hap- I, I think that's convenient just coincidence because it's happened for a handful of years. It's I'm like just the saying last three in a row. And if that's the case, that means we're going to get 49ers and we're going to get Baltimore, which is what Adam picked, right, Cameron? Which yes. means uh, if yes. that happens, because Kenny picked the Lions, do we have a tie at the top of our pick'em at the end of the year? We yes, and I think I think what we should do, we'll probably talk about this off air, is probably like Adam and I pick, and then we pick like total points or something like yes. that. Yes, yeah, we're gonna have to discuss that because that's a that's a real possibility. In fact, that's probably the most likeliest of outcomes at this point. That's gonna be yeah. interesting. I mean, what's your uh, final notes on last? See if oh, it okay. I knew I knew you were gonna bring that up. Uh, We'll have, to, we'll have to talk about we'll it. We're going to talk about it on the show. We'll come up with it next week. Ugh, dang it. Did I, I lose the last pick I feel <laughs> yes, like I lost. Did. Son of a bitch. All right. Any final notes on any of these games, guys, before before we get out of here? Uh, I mean, I think Detroit's going to gash San Francisco with the run game. I think I think they're a little 
a little weak in the run. Packers ran all over him. So give me a Jameer Gibbs to have 100 rushing yards on his own. Just to put that in context real quick, the 49ers have the 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 top th- – the third best – I'm not saying it correctly. The third best uh, against the run. The Lions have the fifth best rushing attack in the league. That feels like a wash for me, but I like it. I like where you're going with it. Kenny? You should watch The Wire. (laughs) Cameron, uh, where can people find us on our socials? Yeah, if you want to see Wire references on Twitter, you can go to at pod ride the pine. You can go to Instagram at pod underscore ride the pine. We're on TikTok at RTP hyphen Kenny. And we're on YouTube, Ride the Pine Podcast. Uh, you can also listen to our podcast wherever you can get your podcast: Spotify, Apple, I think iHeartRadio, I believe we're on. Uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Uh, seeing all of you guys out there recently, we appreciate you watching our stuff and interacting, even if you're a bot. <laughs> Shout out to uh, to all of the subscribers we gained from the last short where we compared our our Kenny lookalike of Jason Kelsey. So shout out to everybody who's come in. Welcome to the show. Uh, Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, We are Ride the Pine. Have a good night.